The Agenda. Agenda 1. Good afternoon, team. Uh, okay, Agenda 1 today. All Blacks to face Fiji and San Diego, as you guys have pointed out. Um, Fiji set to make more money from this game than any test in their history. But would either of you have preferred this game in Suva? No. Suva, come on, Beeb. You've been to Suva before. Wonderful yeah. rugby venue <laughs> as far as the place goes. Yes. You could skip it. Oh, yes, as far as the place goes. But, I mean, I mean, if I was lucky Nothing enough to be... Nothing there aside from the Holiday Inn. Yeah, I mean, if I'm lucky enough to be incorporated in an SCNZ travelling team, then I would probably stay on a few days and go to the islands. But uh, yes. from a point of view of the locals, it would have been nice. But if they say they're going to make more money out of this than any other test they've been in, let's hope it's two, three, four times the amount of money. Let's hope it's like about five years' worth of revenue mm. that they'd have never had in their life because... Yeah, they could have sold out Suva 20 times over, but they've all been paying probably 20 bucks a ticket where tickets to San Diego should be 150 sheets before you get in. So let's... Uh, where would you rather go then, Beef, Suva or San Diego? Oh, look, if I have my choice, I've never seen that part of the world, so maybe San Diego just this once. Agenda two. Tomorrow on the show, we'll have an American rugby journalist to get his thoughts on that game. Uh, agenda number two... Have the Saudis convinced you, Beef, that they're good guys yet, wanting to invest in UK rugby? Uh, look, I don't know if I've been outspoken about them being good guys or bad guys. Uh, I just read <laughs> what goes. <laughs> but as far as investing in UK rugby, then, look, for a good of those clubs, fantastic. You look at uh, English football, um, will they be nervous about getting into bed with them? I think so. Do the English rugby clubs have an option? Probably not. Uh, I When I first saw the headline there, I thought it was like something around uh, an IPL scenario in Saudi. But uh, no, just uh, pouring some money in there. To be honest with you, and I know the comment of it's ashtray money for these guys gets thrown out willy-nilly. What they could get for some of these, these teams in the UK will be absolutely pittance for them. Mm. It'll be ridiculous what they're going to be able to get for their money, I would have thought. But... Couple, I mean, you're talking about a What's couple a club of iconic worth clubs in the UK. Are these clubs well, worth more than Super Rugby franchises are worth? They're worth uh, nothing was, because they're, they're in debt. They're worth nothing. They're on, they're on debt. They're worth absolutely nothing. So, what? I mean, you've obviously got huge expenses with wage bills and all the rest of it, and and they all own their own grounds and they've all got the facilities and blah blah blah. But and training bases on top of that. But no, nah, it'd be pittance. You, you could literally take ownership by just picking up the bills. I reckon. Agenda number three, uh, sorry, I was just having a conversation about Saudi with uh, Jacob and I uh, forgot where we are. A bumper first year for Razor, England home and away, Fiji in the US, rugby championship, Japan and Yokohama, Island France in Italy to end the year. Uh, Beef, not exactly easing into the job, is it? <sighs> I don't know, Brad. It, looks, it depends on the way you look at it. Like, um, I know we're going to talk everything up in that, but Japan, free hit. Argentina twice in New Zealand, two free hits. Uh, so that's a got, fuzzy. You've, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, you've got, who else did you say there? You've got Aussie. They're, well, they're free hits right mm-hmm. now. And, yep, what's England going to be? England at the end of their seasons are usually free hits when they come down here. And, you know, Fiji will be competitive and brave and, and all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, I think there's probably... 
the back-to-back Springbok games, the Irish game, the French game, you've got five games that we're going to walk into as supporters and not know the way that the result's going to go. Otherwise, five, the, the other nine, I think they'll be nice. They'll learn plenty about the boys. But, I mean, like games got Italy and Japan and all the rest of it. I mean, wonderful, wonderful if you're on tour. But um, they're not ones that they're going to lose sleep over. It could have been a whole lot softer. Think about who we used to play mid-year, though. We used to play second-string sides that people didn't really care about to ease our way into the year. This isn't going to be like that. And also, it gets rid of the whole post-Rugby World Cup year where people aren't too concerned about rugby. This makes things exciting because there are five big tests that you genuinely don't know which way it's going to go. And exciting because Rays is in charge. Absolutely. So this year, post-World Cup is different. Well, let's hope for the sake of rugby in this country that England has sorted their you-know-what out by the time they come here mid-year. Because if they come here on the back of a campaign in Six Nations where they've won maybe three or four games and they're suddenly walking around confident like the English can get pretty quickly, then what a blockbuster start. Two games, one in Dunedin, one in Eden Park. Wouldn't that be something? Unfortunately, the devil in me thinks they'll come here a bit of a rabble and we'll put 50 on them. But, you know, from an from a interest point of view, geez, it would be something. Oh, don't lie. The devil in you is already thinking about when to book flights to Dunedin. <laughs> for work. If you for can't work, get to Durban, Dunedin. <laughs> <laughs> that is the agenda for another day. Thanks so much for setting that, Brad.